And it goes for 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight. And you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight. And you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Uh, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dharma Boys, a lost podcast. I'm Vincent Taylor. And I'm Taylor Wilson. We're coming to you live from the island today. We're down here in the... Uh, ice cream is good station. Uh, a quick word of warning. This show does contain adult language and lost spoilers. This week we are discussing season one, episode eight, Confidence Man. So, uh, what, what is this episode about? Uh, this episode is about Sawyer getting canceled. It's happening this time. We're canceling him. Sawyer is canceled in the one way that, uh, we know how to cancel him best, to have him tortured. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine this if that episode. were Saeed's, uh, like, threat as he was shoving bamboo shoots down his fingernails? What is, how do you explain this tweet from 2012? <laughs> this, show's, this show's in 2004, so it's a very strange question. <laughs> oh, man. All this right. episode is actually pretty fucking wild. Yeah, it certainly is. It is something. I think for the past few, it's kind of almost felt like they were hanging out, just kind of moving around, and this really dials the tension up to ten. And uh, yeah, th- I think it's been coming. This episode really made me think of uh, how chill and kind of like not as good the other episodes have been. They've been fine, but where I was excited about watching them before, I saw this episode and thought, oh, the other ones have kind of just been all right, like. The past couple, yes, you know, I, I, without even commenting on like the story yet, I really like the script of this episode. Mm. Like, I feel like things were so well written. There were so many good lines, and just like this, I, I don't know. It was one of those where like everything they'd say, I'd be like, yes, okay, that's good, good shit. I was into that. It's all so good. I mean, there's violence, there's love, there's nudity, there's. And nudity is this time around. It's old Saw Dog stepping out, <laughs> who handles body shaming pretty well. Yeah, I he, will say he certainly does. He knows the truth about he his does? body, old soy boy. Exactly. You can't bring him down with words. He's confident. He's a confidence man. Maybe that's what it was about this whole time. Do you know that I didn't know that Con Man was a confidence man until? You rewatched it for this or until Lost? This time. We... Yeah, right now. Like, today I learned during this episode, I was like, confidence, man. Con men have to be confident when they're conning people. Okay. Ah. Is that what that or, is? I don't know. I actually have no idea. I'd like to tell you that I have that answer, but I, I took it as confidence as, like, you know, Tell me in confidence, but that doesn't really track for me either. Like a guy who keeps secrets, I guess he keeps secrets from people he steals from, but yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like you could call that to any criminal. Like a guy who's like going to murder someone, but tricks them. You could be like, this guy's going to jail for being a trick man. Like it doesn't, I don't know. That doesn't really yeah, I, make sense to me. I assume it would be a weird It'd be a weird title if it is it a play on con man is con man its own thing and they're saying confidence man is its own thing or is it confidence man because he's in everything is done in confidence 
or is it this is great confidence i really wish there was a lost podcast where some people would really dive in and analyze it and give us that answer but <laughs> too bad that doesn't exist we've answered that um, calling <laughs> it's not us we're folks. doing so good this episode introduces something vital to lost entire dna knoxville tennessee music- i was gonna save that but yeah i'm sorry knoxville tennessee <laughs> i'm sorry Everyone listening at home, wherever you may be from, probably almost everyone from Knoxville, because only friends and family uh, are listening, I'm theorizing. We are from Knoxville, Tennessee, and it's amazing to see that in something outside of a Quentin Tarantino movie, so thank you to the showrunners. Thank you. Uh, Especially for it to be someone like Sawyer and not someone uh, bad like uh, Nikki and Paolo, but that's later. Um (laughs) They introduced knocking people out as a way to use like a human light switch. So <laughs> they do. They, That's much more revolutionary. Okay, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a trope in all of television and movies, but Lost really just utilized the fuck out. It's of it. Lost's favorite trope. They just. I, <laughs> I think so. Good morning, and he <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's a, he's gonna take a nap for forty minutes, and then he'll be okay. Do you think that was another J.J. Abrams idea? Do you think there he was on set teaching people how to take a punch? And listen, you really gotta I'd, sell this punch, and he's it's another J.J. Abrams disguise. I think he's one of his count off disguises. <laughs> I hope J.J. Abrams and none of his friends are listening. I'm just gonna tell you from the looks of the guy, I don't know if he would be teaching people how to throw punches. That's, but that's what the disguise is for. Oh, so he's got like a muscle man kind of thing that's inflatable. What's that up? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just PD, um, <laughs> PD. Uh, uh, I, I I really has it. PD puncher, PD puncher, PD puncher. Okay, I'm PD puncher, and I'm gonna teach you how to take a hit, and it's just <laughs> and to throw him. Well, he did a good job because Jack hit the living shit out of Sawyer. <laughs> the <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know the ins and outs of that, but I will, I just will say as someone who likes to go, I, I box sometimes for fun, that's an ungodly hard hit, and Sawyer just takes it. Yep. I think that would probably kill a lot of people, and um, at the very least, make them go to sleep for an hour. And no one ever like has broken jaws or hands or uh, anything. They don't, they don't need to. We don't want Sawyer's jaw messed up because we... We couldn't hear him talk. It's a good job. So. Which is also funny because they do make a point of, uh, like, hurting people accurately in the show so Jack can fix them sometimes. Like, sometimes I, I feel like people true. get hurt a lot. In I feel like they do get hurt a lot in the show, and some of it is accurate, but some of it is just punching about, which is fine, too. <laughs> Lost has taught me some medical stuff. Not that I would ever utilize it. Uh, don't I don't want anyone to worry about that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna pretend to be a doctor because I watched Lost. Lost. Yeah, but I, I learned like what the technical term for farsightedness is and what some medicines are called. So uh, thanks to Jack for that. It's a good question though. Like that's introduced on this is Shannon. She needs her inhaler, but like what a what about with other people might need? You know, like what if they have like mental medication? What if they need like insulin? You know, like. Yeah. I, not everything is going to be something like, "Oh, son found this cool plant. You're you're good now." Like, <laughs> it's not all going to be uh 
what is the term for that where people just self-medicate themselves with oh. i'm just gonna say alternative medicine alternative yeah, um, yeah alternative medicine yeah i'm not saying law should have explored that it would be pretty awful to watch someone dying of not having insulin but you know it's a good question yeah what are the just to consider yeah i mean i guess they do it enough i i feel like they do it enough though for me to be okay with it you know like they explore it i mean granted it's a lot of the time there's a convenience to it where sun has some miracle cure or there's already medicine on the island um but i do appreciate that i appreciate that they at least make an effort to make some people in need of things you know like shannon needing asthma medicine is fine with me because the alternative is no one needs medicine and they're all fine right yeah, it's the perfect in-between of watching someone die horribly slowly, <laughs> and everyone's always fine. Uh-huh. Uh, I will say Jack, who does not always have great people skills, uh, does a beautiful job of helping Shannon. I was actually really mm-hmm. in awe of that, where he comes and comforts her and gets her to calm down and breathe normally. Hurley's right. That was like a Jedi moment. Yeah, that's. I, I really like that uh, that moment, too, because you finally or not finally you see jack be a doctor a lot but he's always pretty cold and clinical and this is really where the um you know what it reminded me of this is so silly i saw i was reading a a, like justice league comic last week and i saw uh this crime scene and all the justice league are talking to the police but then you see batman in the corner talking to a kid to see how the kid is handling what she just saw and I was like, right. oh, Batman is that person that would go to help, like, the person that's in need rather than talking to the people that they need to. Like, there are people that handle those other uh, responsibilities and things on the island, but you're seeing what Jack's, other than, like, his just firm medical training, you're seeing other sides of that, which involved just yeah, helping a, a patient remain calm in a very stressful situation. Yeah, it's a leadership moment. It kind of those moments show why Jack is the guy that they all seem to listen to, and uh, I thought it was a really good scene for him. But I don't know, Jack. Jack has some interesting moments in this episode. It's all triggered by old Boone, the old hound dog himself, who believes he owns the only copy of Watership Down in existence. Uh, I believe. <laughs> Just thought of, I was thinking about that. He's like, he'd watership down. That was in my bag, and I'm like, do you know how many people? This like this is Water- not some little indie book, Boone. No, and watership down is the book. If you're like, oh, fuck, I need something to read on the plane, and you just like take a quick glance at your Whatever. shelf, and you're like, whatever. Ah, oh, watership down. People are always telling me I should read that, and then you never do, and you put it in your bag. Right. Like that's what Boone did. Boone was not reading watership down. Yeah, Boone has never read it. And it would be like him seeing like he that he's Harry Potter. That's my book. But <laughs> I I guess I what am I saying here? You know what? I'm just gonna say it. I did. I felt like Boone was the bad guy when I was watching it. I know he wasn't because <laughs> he was trying to help his sick sister. But when I saw him and saw your stash, I thought, "What are you doing, you little dickhead?" No, Boone. What are you doing in there? Boone is always trying to do the right thing in the wrong way. Like, his heart's in the right place, but it's like, you don't need to go rifle through this dude's stuff, even if you think there's a way to go about it. And Sawyer... One way to get him all mad, dude. You get in Sawyer's nest and his trinkets, dude. He's going to lose his shit. He's like a a hornet. Yeah. 
Uh, he is. I don't know why I kept thinking like a hog, but I don't. That works don't too. Know. That's where that's where Sawyer got his nickname, Hornet Hog. The Hornet Hog. You, you don't uh, mess with the Hornet Hog. They cost. My name is <laughs> Sawyer Hornet Hog Ford. Sawyer Hornet Hog. Go Vols. <laughs> Go Vols. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, I I don't know though. I, I I agree that I don't like Boone very much, but I did not. I actually the only person I cheered for yet again was Saeed. Uh I I still not can I know that it'll happen. I just can't remember when. I know that eventually I'll be like, oh, I do like Sawyer. Yeah, he does have a he does have growth, but it's not here and I <laughs> I mean it kind of is, but it's I don't know. He's a giant douchebag, man. Yes, I mean at this point he wants he, he it is very obvious. It's blatant how badly Sawyer wants everyone to fucking hate him. Yep. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, Kate sees through him, and that's cool that they're doing that little, like, I know you, Sawyer, after I've known you for, like, what, fucking nine days? But, I mean, she seems to be the only one who gets it at this point. Or is, is like, a nice enough person to be like, all right, I'm going to stay calm and not, like, I think other people probably realize that, like Jack does, but I think Jack just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I think Jack is just tired of putting up with Sawyer's shit, but also, like, Kate keeps it really calm for someone who, like, Sawyer is just so eager to get naked in front of for no reason. Yeah, that is true. It just, they really, I think they really push the boundary with Sawyer in a way that I didn't remember them doing, you know? There are some, um, pretty intense moments with Sawyer, but before we get to that, I just have to say one thing about someone else. Locke in this episode is buck fucking <laughs> wild, dude. Okay? Sawyer, Saeed comes up after he's been attacked, and I don't want to spoil this for anyone who may be a newcomer, but uh, Locke knows what who hit Saeed, and he knows that it's not Sawyer. But but Locke immediately starts pushing Sawyer as the suspect. And then even when he has an alibi, he's like, no, it actually really could be him. I don't know. Anyway, here's my crocodile Dundee knife. I got to go. Like, <laughs> it's one of those moments that I've started to notice with Locke, even this early on, where I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I get Sawyer's not everyone's buddy right now, but... That's that to me feels kind of like, yeah, just fucking kill this guy. Especially because he was so convinced that Charlie would be good. If I take Charlie's heroin away, then I can change him and help him be better. But he has immediately given up on Sawyer. Yeah, and I mean that's weird. I don't want to go back to last week's episode, but that's a good point. He was convinced Charlie could have lost his shit and started fucking killing people. Like I don't know. Yeah. He didn't know anything about Charlie. He didn't know anything more yeah. about Charlie than he did about Sawyer. Not really. Um. I, is he doing this just judge, jury, and executor thing? Yeah, I think he's... That's the vibe I get. I can walk now. I can do whatever I want. Uh, I guess that is kind of going to his head, maybe. You know who I really hate in this episode? You know who's a real bastard to me? Who? Charlie. Okay. How are you going to tell a pregnant woman, Oh, I've got peanut butter. That's Australian, but listen to all this peanut butter. Whatever his accent is, I can't do it. And he's just, he, shows up, he shows up with a jar and Claire's like, it's an empty jar. And Claire, or Charlie's like, no, it's not. It's peanut butter. How pissed would you be if you were eight to nine months pregnant 
and a man is like, all right, I got you. I found peanut butter. And people are finding shit left and right on this plane. Claire has no reason to believe he's lying. I mean, they found inhalers, books, um, <laughs> books, <laughs> medicine. They found essential things on this island. And Charlie the Bastard tells her they found peanut butter and shows up with an empty jar and then tries to make this poor hungry pregnant woman pretend that there's peanut butter with him just because he wants to sleep with her and while we're on top of that he body shamed Hurley and convinced or uh, uh, accused him of hoarding some kind of food food. yeah how Charlie the bastard indeed Charlie is now my least favorite person on the island ranked okay Uh, other than Sawyer Uh, I guess I don't know no he's worse than Sawyer Sawyer didn't lie to a pregnant lady or did he has he already lied to Claire? I don't think so. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, everyone likes the peanut butter scene, but you really reframed it in a <laughs> kind of new way. This beloved and, scene from Lost. Oh, that's so sweet. Actually, I I think it's a cute scene, but I, I am kind of with you, man. I was thinking the same thing. I, I don't know if I would have a sweet little smile break out across my face. I think I would just start glaring at this motherfucker oh, that- who wants me to pretend with him. It says on Lostpedia, meanwhile, Charlie convinces Claire to move to the caves by bringing her pretend peanut butter. (laughs) Is that what it says? That's exactly the sentence. And that's it. That's all they say on it. Like it says something about sun and then says pretend peanut butter and then moves on to the rest of the plot. My favorite food, pretend peanut butter. I really want this pregnant girl near me. I've decided that... I'm going to latch onto her, and the only way that I can keep her close is if I find her peanut butter. But there's no peanut butter. Hmm. Oh, man, what a bastard. That's actually a great con. And the real con of this episode, it's not Sawyer that's the bad guy, it's Charlie. Charlie is the bad guy. He's doing all the... I I think he crashed the plane. (laughs) Good. Let's make this a new (laughs) dynamic of our show to hate Charlie the rest of the series. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. When he does accuse Hurley, though, of like, you haven't really lost weight, have you? Like, that's that is something that was one hundred percent. It felt like at least the uh, the character speaking for the audience. I remember early on, people would talk about that forever. Like for several seasons, that was the thing people would kind of chime in with. Was like, you know, it would be like either what's with the polar bear or why isn't the fat guy lost weight? I would hear that a lot. And, you know, Hurley's, I mean, Hurley, like he says, he's a big guy. You're not just going to be like, oh, damn, Hurley? Like, you've been dropping the pounds, huh? Like, I mean, they also have only been on this island for a little over a week. It doesn't matter if you're fucking starving, man. It's it's not going to be like a switch. No. Um, I think it's a very, I don't, I don't love it. Uh, but you're not supposed to love it, I don't think. You're supposed to feel like a little, oh, yeah, poor Hurley. Um, yeah. But it's a necessary thing in the show, for sure. Like, it, it's necessary for them to do that. Right. I don't. I will be clear. I don't like the scene because it's mean. But it makes sense for the re- the, the reality of, their, of the show. Um, you know who else wasn't cool in this scene or in this episode? What? Once again is Jin. <laughs> when is Jin... Gonna, <laughs> when's he gonna get with it, man? Because he's just getting L after L. His net, his score is negative. I don't know at this point. <laughs> the chin's, chin's soaking up the L's. 
it takes seasons to undo this damage, you would think at this point. I, I think it actually literally does. <laughs> it may well, actually. I don't really remember the early seasons so well. All I know is at this point, I don't like Jin, but I do think, oh, I like Jin when I think about the whole show. I Yeah, so. I keep thinking that with Sawyer and Jin. Sawyer and Jin are both the... We have a guest star on the show. <laughs> Everybody, this is Georgie, my kitten. I don't know if you guys can hear. I, we're having a video call, so I see this, but I don't know if you can hear the purring. Um, very cute cat. And this is a great moment to segue, not into a segment and not really to a joke, but I will say I had a dream last night about recording this podcast where I just abruptly started plugging like an advertisement for the Great Courses Plus, which I'm not going to do again because you got to pay me for it. But in the dream, as soon as I did it, I got a notification and I had gotten like a $500 payment from them. And oh, we, it was like a moment where we realized we could game the system that they were legally obligated to pay us for advertising for them. <laughs> so if you ever want to try that in the future, let's give it a go. I love that. Georgie, I think now is actually a good time to talk about Sawyer because there's a lot of shit with this guy. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Taylor. My first two notes are um, Sawyer is so 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 sexual. He is a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good stuff. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait. The notes are he is a bastard. And then, oh, I forgot I quoted this. Um, what they're talking about the books and Sawyer is like, they want him to share stuff. And Sawyer says, I don't know what kind of share fest you're running over it. Uh, I don't know what kind of share fest you're running in commie town or K commie. Oh, what is it? No. What is know. it? He says, uh, I don't know what kind of commie share fest you're running in cave town. I don't know what kind it? of commie share fest you're running over in cave town. That's what he says. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Right, the two divides. Sawyer the capitalist and Jack the communist. That's what the real meat of the show's about, actually. So good. It's He's not a, even... Sawyer... The, what's so frustrating about that is the commie share fest in Cave Town is a girl is dying because she doesn't have her inhaler. You... <laughs> you backwoods prick. Like, what are you... <laughs> That everybody thinks you have and you don't have, and you will not just say that. Yeah, because you want to kiss from a girl who just rejects you over and over and over again. It's pretty bad, huh? Yeah. Like, there's no way of looking at what Sawyer did and being like, okay, I get it, you dog. Like, that's pretty fucked up, huh? Yeah, it's real stupid. Uh, to his credit, he's absurdly brave. He's absurdly brave to do this, especially when it actually starts to happen. Anyone can be a tough guy until, you know, shit gets real. But Sawyer, man, that torture scene, yep. this is early 2000s cable TV, what? and that was some pretty intense, harrowing stuff. I... I, I, I you know, still cringe at it a little bit. Too. I had it in my notes. The torture scene is horrendous. That's what I, the torture, this torture scene is horrendous. And b above that, it says, want to know what I think, Ali? Um, which, you know what, Sawyer? <laughs> when are you going to publish the, your notes? Because the takes are fucking art. 
I'm, I'm sorry. I need to. Okay. Well, we've discussed everything. There's one note that I will not run through, but I'll run through them real quick. Um, so, yeah, Kami Fest, we'll start from there. Then I wrote, Charlie is mean to Hurley. Sun and Michael tension. Why is Michael cutting fish that close to sun uh, where sun is washing? Then, <laughs> mm, yeah. know what I think, Ali? That torture scene is horrendous. And then Charlie is a bastard. There's one more that I'll save until the end. Uh, because okay. I, it is my it is my earnest opinion. Okay. Well, we'll save that. Um, I I want to go ahead and uh, do the the tail section trivia. Come on, homie, step on up for tail section trivia. These are facts we learned about. That's why it's called trivia. And I'm gonna do that by not doing it. Um. <gasps> uh, this week, I'm going to skip it. Honestly, there's nothing good this week. Okay. I mean, it was some bullshit. I, I really don't like trivia that's like, this is the first episode that didn't feature all the main cast, except for this one. Like, I just don't, I don't think that's important. No. All I'll say, guys, if you want to, da, 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 it's the trivia time. Shannon's inhalers are eventually found, but not for a long time. So, there's uh, some trivia for you. Well, I think with that, I'll, um... Uh, because I guess after this we'll do numbers, but I wanted to, I'll, I'll say my last point that I had written in my notes. Um, if you're okay. Well, I got a lot more to say about Sawyer too, so I'm not winding down just yet. Okay. This is a, uh, yeah, go ahead. Actually, it'll be a good cap off. I think go ahead. Say some stuff. Uh, about. well just the thing about Sawyer. I mean, obviously, I mean, if I'm putting jokes aside, it, I, I do kind of want to rave Sawyer. It, this episode shows, to the links that you know obviously Sawyer wants to be hated but he he's doing this to punish himself i thought for a minute that it was a coping mechanism but Sawyer wants people to hate him he wants them to hurt him he might want them to kill him and i think it's because he feels like he deserves it i think Sawyer feels like he deserves to die wow i in my blind hatred of Sawyer that just didn't occur to me, but you are so I'm right. I saw your lover. I've loved Sawyer so much more this go around. No, I mean, I, I no, I remember when, before we started this, I remembered liking Sawyer and every episode I've watched, I've been like, why do I like him? Um, right. I'm just not there yet, I guess. Um, but, oh man, that's a, that's a big one to lay on me, man. He, <laughs> he really is because Oh my god, that like I mean that uh just everything that he does in the flashback and how I don't I don't think it's necessary to get into like the details of Dude. everything that, you know, a recap of it, I guess, but he does some horrible stuff <laughs> and he continues just to be horrible. He does. The flashbacks, I don't have a lot of notes for that. I mean, sorry, just a con man, he cons his family. I feel like everything could have been a, you know, uh, I feel like his whole scheme could have easily just been foiled if they had just said like, okay, I'm going to ask my lawyer about the oil mining operation. And I, it would have been good. To, I mean, it would have been done from there, but I will say, and this may be a little, uh, pretentious of me to say out loud, but I, I wrote it this way and I'm going to say it. The whole flashback is a con to the audience, making us think that Sawyer is a shitty dude. When in fact he's not. Uh, the first part was good, and it kind of lost its 
legs. But yeah, <laughs> no, it's, that's it, kind of it, how I saw it. It is. I a- think that accurate. You, I mean, I really do think that. I think that like you're meant to just be like, holy shit, Sawyer sucks. Holy shit, whole oh my god, he sucks so bad. And at the end, the revelation that Sawyer was not the target of the letter, but instead the one who wrote it suddenly changes everything. It turns it to something that he doesn't forgive everything he did at all, but it makes him a much more sympathetic person. And just that moment where he sees a little like little boy comes out when he's talking to um, um, uh, Jessica and um, her husband. And, yeah. and then he just has this revelation of like, I'm not just like screwing over these people for myself. I'm hurting a family. And I mean, at that point, he'd already been sleeping with that woman. Yeah. And he knew. The damage may have been done, man. I mean, more than likely, some some issues are going to arise. But yeah, he doesn't just see it as some couple people. He sees himself, you know. God, yeah. That's, what uh, happened to him. I mean, I, I obviously, like, reacted to that moment when I saw it. But I, I, I do think that there is something to be said about him hating himself i mean is that that's the last act he did presumably before he got on the plane or not before he got on the plane but that's that's something that he did shortly before being on the island no Um, and i I, we can't really talk about the without spoiling it and and without taking focus from another episode that's going to come up later in the season but there is something he does right before he gets on the plane that it totally tracks that he would feel a sense of uh, extreme guilt and self-hatred but that isn't uh i don't i okay yes okay uh good i, I do want to see what happens and i guess what i've said like that that's a continuation of uh like what we see him go through here is, i guess could still be a part of that without the knowledge of what happens i guess right before the flight right so i mean like he can this it is just fits, yeah. this is a facet of why Sawyer hates himself. I'm sorry, I'm just going to be on this now that Sawyer hates himself and just wants everyone to kill him. I love that um, because he's already. And I will say about this, this the torture scene in particular. One, Jack pulls the knife out. That's fucking stupid. But what do I know? I mean, that's just what I've always been told to never, ever, ever do is pull the stab item out. But I think Sawyer's torture for other people and just like thematically for the whole group it feels kind of like this violent sort of catharsis that's been building up it's like the boiling point and fortunately Sawyer survives the ordeal but it kind of feels like it's this sort of like necessary thing for them to do to start moving forward as this little society um it's almost kind of like this symbolic gesture of all of the fears of what if we become Lord of the Flies? What if we become primitive? What if we turn violent? And it, it feels like it's, it's that thing of them trying it a little bit and doing it a little bit. I know torture is extreme, but it's not as bad as murder. Um, and it feels like it's this thing that they needed to try for them to go, oh, holy shit, we did that. We can never do that. Yeah. And we're not going to do that. And that's a part of everybody's journey. I mean, like, on the island, Jack as a leader and Kate sort of as, like, she's. I mean, I think she's also, like, a representative of what um, most people want on the island. Um, like you mean I th- Kate? Kate, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kate. Kate and, uh, Kate and, uh. No, I was asking. You said Kate. I was just clarifying. 
Yeah, I, I mean that Kate is sort of a secondary leader in a way. Like, she's always volunteering to do what she can do to help. Um, yeah. And uh, Saeed is a part of that as well. And I think all of them kind of realize that line in that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sora's... Right. Or, uh, Saeed, I mean, Saeed banishes himself. Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, I mean, that, and that's really, honestly, what my last point is about uh, that, is the Saeed torture thing. Um, yeah. Uh, that um, my note is <laughs> Kate should choose Saeed. Um, and Whoa. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not the torture scene. Um, but when Saeed attacks Kate, or attacks Sawyer, he's doing so because Kate is angry at Sawyer as well. Like Sawyer, Saeed is having a reaction to not only Sawyer, but also to Kate's anger uh, in a way of like, maybe not protecting her necessarily, but he thinks he's, what he's doing is right at the time and then realizes what he does. And Jack, um, Jack, <laughs> Jack pulls out that knife. I meant to say this too. Jack pulls out that knife. Oh, you hit an artery. How do you know? I pulled the knife out and everybody's, and he's bleeding everywhere now. Like, get it together, doctor. <laughs> Stop it. That's um, how I would also discover that fact. Oh, it looks like you hit an artery. How would you know that? Uh, I pulled the knife out. Uh, oops. Yeah. It's Do we? Uh, does anyone have a needle and thread? Dude. Someone, someone, go dig through Sawyer's stuff. Find out if he took a needle and thread. Um, I love, love, love Saeed. I do not care that he tortured Sawyer. That sucks, but it led him to um, a better decision. He's disgusted with himself, and he decides never to torture people again, and then banishes himself. But not before kissing Kate's hand, leaving her with the words, "I hope we meet again." Ah, uh, a real—he's a romantic. I love him. I, I, I know he's a torturer. He probably has a troubled past. But honestly, Kate, who doesn't on this island? And who are you gonna pick? Pick the doctor that pulls out knives too soon, or the man that just keeps on showing you his junk? No, you're gonna pick the third option, Saeed. Look at him. He's mysterious. He knows how to fix batteries, or he knows how batteries work or something. He can make radios. Oh. Love him. He's, He's the perfect. best. He's the best. Or So this is a really good fan coupling you've come up with that I've never seen before. Uh, I it may exist. Don't skate? come at me, but that's Sawyer and Kate. Ah, shoot. Um, don't get it twisted. Uh, don't get it twisted. Um, I'll Kaid. Kaid. <gasps> that's Kaid. fun. Yeah, that Kaid is good. I'm I'm all for it, man. He, I mean, he's a beautiful man. My wife keeps on talking about how sexy he is. He's he's a good You're... looking guy. Okay. Oh man, yeah. I'm so passionate I'm not, about I'm it. I'm not arguing. I'm riled you up. Talk to my mom. She loves Saeed too. Your mom? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I'm not laughing at you. Saeed's pretty great. I was a little cough card by this. So I'm so sorry. It was the it was the thing that I noticed most about the episode. How your deep newfound romantic and sexual love for Saeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. Uh, uh, I I like Saeed a lot, and I I was honestly kind of I mean. It's it's hard to blame him in some ways, mm. but. Because at a certain, because I mean, if you're in a society like the, any type of society, there are punishments for being shitty. There are punishments for being unethical and doing wrong to other people. Yep. Withholding someone's medical treatment is 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 pretty bad. On it's pretty high up on that list, I would say. And like it or not, 
until we reach some type of like human utopia, force and violence typically comes into enforcing laws. And torturing someone's pretty shitty, but they can't call the cops. They are the yep. cops. Yep. Um, and they I'm, are the cops. I, they are the cops. I'm not going to say that Zaid didn't lose his fucking cool because I think he kind of lost his shit. But I think he knows that. And yeah. we'll talk a lot about him next week. I cannot wait for next week. So you're in for it. This is great. I am. This is good for you, dude. I'm going to tell you right now. That's going to get. Uh, that's going to get a, a five out of five for me, next week. <laughs> what, what is this one going to get for you? How many missing inhalers? <laughs> um, I've decided to be a little bit more critical with my rating system because I feel like I was so ready to be. Every, everything is a four. Everything is a five. But this is again. Another episode. You gave of, everyone a five. Yeah, you've given all of them like a ten out of five. Like, <laughs> except for the one, the Kate, the Kate was a three, I think. I'm gonna give this one four out of five missing inhalers. Good for Sawyer, but you're also a bastard. Give me more Saeed. <laughs> uh, I'll also give this a four out of five. I thought it was a really fucking good episode. Uh, I do think that, and I like I said, I like the script. I, I don't know. It, it, I'm not exactly sure what it is about me that's holding me back from giving it the five out of five, but it's just not all the way there for me. Yeah. I think it, uh, I'm not exactly sure what it is either, but I think from now on, I really know what a five out of five is like, I really want it to like the, the pilot is a five out of five for me because it just handles everything so well. And this one is near greatness, but just a smidge off. I'm actually going to change mine. It is four to five, and I just remembered why. It's, it's because I don't think the flashbacks are that great. Oh, that's true, Everything too. on is island is pretty rad. I, that's what it is. The reason that I couldn't remember is because I did find the flashbacks somewhat forgettable. I get it. It's a con man. It's interesting. I love Sawyer, and it was thematically important. But You're kind of building up to that one moment of him walking away because of the kid. Right, so everything leads to that, and a lot of it is just kind of. But there's not there. a lot of setup to it, I think, as well. Like the it's a, it's like a twist, but sure, yeah, is something a twist if you don't introduce like the the alternative or something? Like it's kind of like, it's not quite this bad, but like in Game of Thrones, uh, spoilers for that show, I guess. Um, when they kill Littlefinger. Um, mm-hmm. That's not like a twist because they do nothing to they just lie to you for the entire season and pretend like Sansa and Arya are having issues and that Littlefinger's dividing them and then at the very end they I like seeing him die, but I enjoy that twist. But you're basically like, Hey, this is coffee, this is coffee, this is coffee and then in the last minute you're like, This is tea. Um Right. I it, think some of the best twists in cinema or film or whatever have all of the pieces right there in front of you the whole time, but you mm-hmm. just don't see it until the reveal. I think those are the kind of right. best ones. But yeah, I'll go with four out of five. Um, do you wanna do you wanna hit us with one of those good old fashioned all American and actually also international numbers watches? Oh, let's do a numbers watch. Four, eight, six, eight, six, eight, 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 eight. All right. 
Uh, yeah, so Numbers Watch, in case you don't know, is where we look out for all of the mysterious numbers that appear on and off this island. 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, and 42. In this episode, Sawyer's eight years old when his parents get divorced. Mm. And that's it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, these guys are geniuses, putting I these was, numbers everywhere. Look at it. They're really, uh, yeah, this is a... a it makes more. You I'm know. very glad that this has become a hybrid of numbers and Sawyer nicknames, but it's uh, still just Numbers Watch. Also, that's another reason. Yeah, it's Numbers Watch, but technically parentheses. Numbers Watch, parentheses, Sawyer's nickname watch. But also for an episode that features Sawyer heavily, there's one nickname. He calls Saeed mm. Ali one time. Again, four mm. out of five more nicknames. Okay. Maybe if you make yeah. a. Maybe Damon Lindelof. If you make a Sawyer episode, there should be more nicknames. Uh, it's a yeah. good episode. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what I want, man. I want those zingers left and right, man. I left, them. right, I front, center, behind you, wherever they come from. Hit them with me. Love these gut busters. I got to have more. Four out of five. You earned that shit. So, well, <laughs> if that's all you got. That's I all I've that's got. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Bring well, us home. everybody, thanks for <laughs> listening so much. We... We love you. Is it too early to say? Uh, please follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Dharma Boys, Instagram at Dharma Boys Pod, or on Facebook as The Dharma Boys. Uh, please follow us and like us and tell every single person you know about it. If we don't get enough likes on there, we'll die. So that's all I got. All right. Well, uh, until next time, folks. Uh... Thank I, you. <laughs> I, gonna, I don't know, man. I don't. It, I think it's much better in person because we can point at each other. Uh, is it thank you and namaste, right? Yeah, thank you and namaste. You want to do three, two, one, go? Should I do that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Three, two, one, go. Thank, thank you, you and, and namaste. namaste. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight, and you know we're gonna crash like it's 815. Yeah, the Dharma boys are in the hatch tonight, and you know we're gonna crash like it's 815.